can you think of another film franchise that's had as many films? I know I, I, when I say I mean like Western cinema. Obviously, if you if you would take into account world cinema, you could easily say that the Toho Toho uh, films Godzilla that they could easily match it with the amount of films that they've done. But when you take yeah. into account Western cinema, I can't think of another film franchise that's had as many instalments to to one studio. Peter Jackson's The Hobbit. He he managed to get about 500 movies out of that, didn't he? <laughs> All of them three yeah, hours three long. Films out of a, out of a two, uh, the Hobbit is. I haven't read that since I was younger, but that was like it's like a 200, 300 odd page book, isn't it? It's not long at all. It's a lot easier to read from again my childhood recollections than Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the third film, which is about the the Battle of the Five Armies, I believe is is doesn't have much description in the book. Mm. I understand. And I understand you got to take creative license. I understand you got to adapt it, but. Yeah, three films for that book is was was ridiculous. I I'm excited for his new uh, ridiculously overlong joint though. I have to say, what is it? Get back. Get back. Yeah, the okay. the, the Beatles movie or series that he's made. Oh about oh about the Beatles. Yeah, it's going to be on Disney Plus or as I call it, Pirate Bay. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> You're not, not going to give Disney any more money? Not yeah. a loyal Disney subscriber. Yeah, so I just hate, I hate it now when I see, like, the new murder and crime, the new adult show from Disney. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Trying to bring everyone <laughs> down to your level. Uh, they, have, they own everything. They, they, they own the media. Everything. That's what Van Morrison was trying to warn us about. He's warning us about the, the perils of Mickey Mouse's clubhouse. It's 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 like it's like the new Bohemian Grove. It's just like you you once you you know you, you got very special access to it. Very powerful yeah. figures involved. <laughs> Sitting around a big, big table like that, that yeah, the, yeah. Fa- the burning famous an effigy, mural. Burning an effigy of the mouse is, is like screaming and, you know. <laughs> and you're recording the call. Okay, it's yeah. letting me know that you're recording. It's like yes. surveillance. Yes, yes, yes. It, uh, it, 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 sadly, there's not one of those like the NSA are listening. <laughs> GCHQ are recording your call. <laughs> let, let you know you're being recorded. The, the police have uh, tapped your phone. They've heard that you may possess a very small amount of marijuana for personal use. And uh, <laughs> they've launched a full-scale sting operation. Put me down! Put me down! Because I know we're gonna once we get going. I wanted to, yeah, just shoot the shit a little bit before, but I know once we get going, we're gonna keep rolling on uh, talking about this for a while. So we probably should talk about what we're here to talk about. Never thought, I never thought there would be an episode of Real Politic that would actually discuss this film franchise. Yeah, we're going to do it all, though. We're not going to zone in on one particular film. We're going to cover the entire, yeah. like, what is it, 22 film franchise. 25. 25. There's 25 of these movies, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Um, wow, yeah. So does that include the non-canonical ones? 
No, that's just the Eon Productions. Because if we're talking about the non-canonical yeah. ones, I was going to ask you guys, um, who, who, oh, God. who's your favorite Bond? I would have to say for my favorite Bond is the famous character Jimmy Bond, portrayed by Woody <laughs> Allen in the 1967 film Casino Royale, the real Casino Royale. <laughs> Where Bond? Where he's an American? Uh, yes. Uh, well, he's one of se- he's one of several Bonds in that film, as yeah. I recall. Um, uh, uh, oh, uh, you uh, mean? Oh, you oh meant the action TV? Woody uh, Allen, TV I think he's in there. Listen, you can't shoot me. I uh, I, uh, I have a very low threshold of death. Uh, my, my doctor says I can't have bullets enter my body at any time. I, I uh, 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 oh oh. What if I said I was pregnant? Oh, uh, oh. Uh, uh, could I have a last cigarette? I, I, I'm going to give it up any day now. I, mm, mm, oh, thank you. Um, oh, uh. Listos! Yeah, you realize this means an angry letter to the Times. Apuntar! Fuego! So long, suckers! Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Woody Allen as Jimmy Bond. Uh, you got yeah, you got like Orson Welles as someone. Peter Sellers is in it. Um, John Huston directed part of it. Uh, also, yeah, Orson Welles is uh, plays Le Chiffre, doesn't he? He plays the, basically the the character that Mads Mikkelsen ends up playing in the in the in the Eon Productions <laughs> version of Casino Royale. Orson Welles just Orson Welles just like yeah just getting the paycheck to fund his his, produ- his productions and stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw a little bit of his film like on TV years ago and uh, didn't stay particularly attra- uh, attached to it. I, you know, I didn't I didn't uh, follow it very much, I don't think. It didn't seem very good, but it's got an insane cast. It's got, like, David <laughs> Niven as Sir James Bond, Peter Sellers as Evelyn Trimble, Evelyn Tremble, sorry, slash James Bond. Um <laughs> Uh, Ursula Andress as Vesper Lind slash James Bond. Uh, you've, got, you've got another another female James Bond. Joanna Pettet uh, plays her. A Matter Bond slash James Bond. You have Dahlia Lavi as the Detainer slash James Bond. And Woody Allen as Dr. Noah slash Jimmy Bond, who is Bond's nephew. Oh, and Mrs. Moneypenny is also James Bond. <laughs> and, and Terrence Cooper plays yeah. a character who is called Coop slash James Bond. <laughs> yeah. Definitely more James Bonds than any other movie in the in, yeah, in yeah. history. You could, so you could say this is perhaps the most Bond Bond film of them all, the quintessential, the the Bondiest just... of films. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, 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 it screams everything that is Bond. Oh, and also John. Like, oh wow. Him. Okay, yeah. Do, we'll, we'll, we'll return to M. Yeah, is M not also Bond? Yeah, That's robbed, robbed. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Missed opportunity for. Um, I can just imagine John Houston just like smoking weed on that film, just like trying to get through it. Just like it's also got um, uh, Jacqueline Bisset. Uh, I hope I, I'm right to put the French accent. No, she's English. Okay, I shouldn't have put the French accent on her name. Uh, uh, it's got Bernard Cribbins in it. It's got Ronnie Corbett. It's got. Um, <laughs> 
Okay, a lot of people who I haven't heard of. <laughs> yeah, it's basically it's basically it's got it's got so many talented comedic actors and uh, actors in it, and they're just all horribly wasted. Yeah, probably really wasted. <laughs> it's awful music. Like uh, Orson Welles, like ah, bring me another bottle of Paul Mason. <laughs> Pull my oh, song, my yeah, song. sorry. Uh, <laughs> and another spliff of spice. <laughs> I, I, everyone, everyone's seen the clip. Everyone knows the clip of the of him having, you know, uh, when he's on the set of the commercial, selling the, you know, selling the Paul Messon. Paul Messon is a van. The people's vote campaign uh, support it. It is not just a hedge fund front. No, no, no. One or two, take two. Ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson, inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle, and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. So, Paul Masson. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's your favourite James yeah, Bond. Yeah, no, I can't, I can't remember anything about this film. No, my favourite James Bond is probably actually the other Casino Royale. Uh, but I mean, that's probably a little down yes, the road because yeah, Yaya yes. said he wanted to go chronologically. Oh, really? Okay, interesting. Interesting. Uh, well, before Seems we like a good, good structure, coffee. make sure we don't miss anything. Yeah, no, that's understandable. Let's start with the <laughs> the horrible racist early years. Of yeah. James Bond. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the the Resistant rapist James Bond, you know, yeah, the actor who famously said that uh, it's okay to hit a did, woman. He did say that in the famous clip. <laughs> he did say that viral clip. He did say that, and he. he, he... I feel like a lot of people sharing that. Sh- there we go. It was like a kind of pre-cancel culture thing, and I think a lot of people were sharing that uh, because they agreed with it. <laughs> Not to like discredit him, I think a lot of them were like, yeah. That's what I tell my wife. <laughs> yeah. You did an interview in which you said, it's not the worst thing to slap a woman now and then. As I remember, you said you don't do it with a clenched fist. It's better to do it with an open hand. Mm. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't I, love that. I haven't changed my opinion. You haven't? No. Not at all. You think it's good to slap a woman? No, I don't think it's good. You I don't think, think it's bad? It must, I don't think it's that bad i think that it depends entirely on the circumstances and if it merits it yeah okay carry on well we were just about to get to bond number one you're gonna talk about bond number one dr dr no yeah about the connery era yes the the bond a lot of people still say is the kind of the definitive bond People uh, do say that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of love for this and Goldfinger, I would say. Yeah, Goldfinger is... Um, I, I I actually prefer From Russia oh, With Love. Cool. Yeah, that adds up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Russia. Of course. No, I, I just... I just, I just uh, I, I, the thing with Goldfinger is... I, mean, I, I, don't mind, I like Goldfinger, but it kind of... A lot of films after Goldfinger aped off that. Yeah, they, you know, I would have. I, I I prefer kind of from Russia with Love in terms of the kind of the the, the Cold War setting, really. If anything, really, with you know, I prefer that to kind of the the, the, the megalomaniacal plots, really, with the kind of the over the top mm. villains, which became a norm in the franchise. 
that you know from Goldfinger onwards that became the the mainstay instead of the more yeah. kind of smaller grittier kind of what about stories Do- which you what have about the Dr. No? Is Doctor No not a bit a, 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 a silly supervillain? He's I mean Doctor No is no. kind of along those lines as well, isn't it? Megalomania megalomania guy. Yeah, just kind of no. <laughs> like not yes. That's a very a negative name. I don't, well, wait, I forgot. Doctor No has a like a bit in Jamaica. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's think, where the think, base. I, that's where his base is. Yeah. Most of it, most of it is set in. Most of it's set oh, in wow, Jamaica. Because yeah. they'd, they'd yeah. return uh, later to Jamaica, wouldn't they? In um, you only in Live and Let Die. It's a big it? part of the series, because I think didn't Ian Fleming had a home in Jamaica and like wrote Rich a lot of stuff set in Jamaica. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, his home. His home was. His his, his home was known as. Uh, uh, I think he called his home Goldeneye, which uh, then yeah. inspired yeah. Terrible yeah. Fucking the film. Movie. Uh, yeah. Got, yeah. <laughs> I was. I was going to say is. Uh, <laughs> oh really? No, I, I, I have to okay. say, like, I think that the Piers Brosnan films are like some of the worst fucking films I've ever seen. <laughs> but well, I, I don't want to go. I. I. I, I... Yeah. Okay. We'll get into that. I, okay. I agree. I agree with you, except on gold. Okay. Okay. Um... <laughs> but that's. But that's also the. That's also. But and then again, we are talking about fucking bomb movies here. You know. Yeah. Which well, are, I... you know. Goldeneye Golden actually has the same director as Casino Royale, not the 1967 version, which has like 15 yes. directors. Um, yeah, <laughs> and, and Campbell, that's yeah. as many directors as Bonds. That's a rare case in in in, in the Bond films, like uh, Terence Young. Uh, sorry, no, I'll get to him in a minute. But like Guy Hamilton uh, directed a few, John Glenn directed a few, uh, Lewis Gilbert directed two, uh, no three, sorry. Um, uh, but but yeah. first director uh, to do multiple Bonds uh, was the first director to direct any Bonds, and that was Terence Young, who directed both Doctor No and From Russia with Love, and then returned for Thunderball after Goldfinger, which was Guy Hamilton's Bond debut. Would you say from Russia with Love is the first gritty Bond? Oh, I'd say I'd say yeah. I, I you know this Doctor No is a bit more kind of kind of a sort of straightforward fun adventure movie. The to me the grittier elements come in from from Russia with Love. Um, but I, yeah, I, I you know I enjoy Doctor No when I when I whenever I've seen it and stuff. It's you know kind of you know pinned down a lot of the kind of the popular tropes of the franchise. And, yeah. And, but yeah, yeah, you know, you know, it's it's a perfectly adequate start, um, and sort of cements. Yeah, Bond, Bond is like an incredible, like it kind of it really does cement kind of him being like it. You don't, he's he's very brutal. He like relent like there's oh, a scene yeah. in it when I think I think the guy uh, he kills a lot of people to be fair. But there's a scene there's a scene um, in the film I think when it's early on in the film. When this guy has been sent out to assassinate him, and he's kind of waiting for him uh, in his room and stuff, and he's just 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 very cold, callous, kind of. So yeah, no. I, as I said, it cements kind of a lot of the Bond franchise in that early one. I don't really have much to say for it, really. It's not. It's not certainly not one of my favourites, but it's certainly one that I just you, I acknowledge at least and kind of say, yeah, yeah, it's it, it's. Yeah, well, I I don't think we we need to go deep into every film, but uh, is From Russia with Love the first film to introduce Spectre 
the sinister organization or is it there from the very first film it's mentioned in dr no okay. dr no is a part of, of specter but you don't see the actual yeah. organization so yeah from russia with love is where they really get introduced uh, along mm. with blofeld right that's it that's it yeah. In fact, uh, I believe the plot of From Russia with Love is uh, essentially, uh, they, they even mention uh, trying to get revenge oh, for yeah, what yeah, was yeah. done to Dr. No. So a, li- a little bit of continuity there, which is Dr. unusual. Dr. Andy No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the, the worst. The, 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 <laughs> well, I think he's supposed to be half Canadian, half Chinese oh, okay. or something along those lines. Oh, right. Yeah. So I see. <laughs> <laughs> no, you could say, oh, it's supposed to be a Chinese kind of name. Not probably not an accurate one, but you know, in played in yellow face. So good stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Goldfinger and Thunderball. I don't have particularly strong memories of. Uh, what are you what are you guys thoughts on those? Well, Goldfinger. Yeah, yeah. I I I do enjoy Goldfinger. Uh, I'd say when I was when I was growing up, this it was probably one of my favorite bond films it just it it it, it introduces like these for the first three movies in general they all introduce different aspects of what would mm. become the rest of the franchise and like tom already said like goldfinger really hammers in that crazy rich guy you know who's like trying to do something really wild uh and that comes back a lot so it it can feel a bit tired compared like after you've seen all the other Bond movies, but uh, it does sort of introduce that. And, of so. course, it has the the iconic theme. Yes, yes. Uh, was, was that it, the first actual, like, theme song with lyrics? I think Quite it might possibly, have been. possibly, yeah. I know Doc, Dr. No didn't have lyrics. Did that um, have the dun-dun-dun-dun, uh, dun-dun-dun? Yeah, Dr. No had the James yeah. Bond that, theme. And then from Russia that's with... a very iconic piece of music, as it is. From Russia with Love had a had a song by um, uh, Matt Munro, but it was not on the actual in- intro to the film. I've, I think it appears on the end credits, but there is there is a From Russia with Love theme song sung by okay. Matt Munro, but it's not actually in the intro. No, it's it. There's like an instrumental intro, like similar to Doctor No, which again, as I said, the Doctor No intro is the James Bond theme, and then a bit, yeah, but yeah, effectively, Goldfinger has the has the the first kind of sung. Uh, a song has the first song with vocals uh, with uh, Shirley yeah, Bassey. And she'd become, so, yeah. Is she the only person to do multiple Bond themes? Because she did Diamonds Are Forever and Moonraker as well. She, yes, yes, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, and, and then I think, as you, you mentioned, Thunderball, um, that was Tom Jones. And I think supposedly he passed out on the take. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. I, I, you know, it so hard. Yeah, yeah. You know that kind of bit when he finally goes. Like he says, Thunderball for the God knows how many of time, and he's really kind of <laughs> giving it some belly. He kind of cuts short. Supposedly that's because he passed out. <laughs> <laughs> he just lost all oxygen and just passed out. Oh wow! And that's the oh, take well, they used. Yeah, naturally. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it was a, a great take in that case. Uh, going, but Goldfinger uh, does have an interesting case of erasure that arguably improves upon the original material nonetheless uh where uh, in the book uh, by Ian Fleming uh Pussy Galore is a lesbian but she seems to only be a lesbian so that 
Fleming can rant about feminism and uh, have have James Bond uh, use his magic dick to turn her straight. So in the movie, they don't mention her sexuality at all, which comes across a lot better. <laughs> I mean, Bond still does force himself upon her. That should be pointed out. Oh, yeah. do his classic yeah. thing yeah. where she's in the shower and he just walks in unannounced. <laughs> That he does in like at least three movies. No, but he he just pushes her down into a haystack and uh, has his way with her. Which which film is this again? Talk about Goldfinger, <laughs> Pussy Galore. Oh right, yeah. No, that I they probably was still you know the remnants of the Hayes Code were still in play in the sixties, weren't they? Until basically, uh, Bonnie and Clyde had all those people getting murdered, and then everyone was like. This is untenable. Yeah, they've gone too far this time. They've defiled the, the, the innocence of American cinema. <laughs> and then another notable change that they made uh, between the book and movie of Goldfinger is uh, that very dodgy part where uh, Goldfinger says something about... Uh, Koreans are the most vile, disgusting race, or something like that. <laughs> uh, I forget his exact words. He's he says well, he is the villain. He's talking about his bodyguard, you know, and he's like, they're re- they're so heartless and callous. They make great bodyguards. So, so something really dodgy about the whole Korean race. In the book, James Bond is like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> In the movie, they don't say that. <laughs> Wait, do they just cut the whole bit in the movie? It's like, it's James Bond, like, actually, it's wrong to judge people by their race. <laughs> supposedly, supposedly, going back to Orson Welles, he was, he was considered at one point to uh, play uh, Goldfinger, nice. but his financial demand, his, his, what he wanted for his wages were very. <laughs> I want uh, a bottle of Palmasone on the hour and uh, total artistic contract. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thunderball, I, I don't really have much to say for, really, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I don't have too much, but uh, I've got, I've got, there's a few things. I, I really love the. Uh, the climactic underwater combat sequence at that's the well end. photographed yeah very well photographed yeah design. yeah L- lots of people god there was like two dozen divers that must have been hell to shoot <laughs> oh yeah in terms of continuity like it would have been an absolute nightmare i mean i think the budget for thunderball did acdc name a song after thunderball or is that just the kind of thing you'd assume acdc have a song called <laughs> <laughs> it definitely sounds like it could be because <laughs> their songs are just basically most of them are about balls I'd say <laughs> some kind of double entendre um, <laughs> no they have a song called Thunderstruck yeah okay sorry yeah they do have songs about balls no worries uh... ACDC do a Bond theme they're still together in in, in a way <laughs> <laughs> It's all about them balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the balls. I'm just trying to, yeah, like a dramatic ACDC riff. Like, what, I'm trying to think what that would be like. Anyway, uh, this is, yeah, I'll shut up. 
Thunderball. Thunderball. <laughs> Do we need to talk about this uh, that much? I was, I, we covered it pretty much with the underwater uh, kind of underwater yeah, kind of fight sequence to the end. Wow. I mean, I mean that's just again, it's them stretching, you know, kind of like flexing the budget they had. I mean, when you compare, I think Doctor No was produced on a budget of like what? what it was a, that's a low. That was considered a, a like a low budget movie. Oh wow! One more thing I will say though. Uh, uh, have either of you seen Never Say Never Again? Uh, no. Yes, yes, yes. That which is a remake of Thunderball. Oh, it, oh yes. is that such? I, I, that's incredible. Like, if you're getting Sean Connery back, surely like you'd you'd re- <laughs> remake a film by a different it's, Bond or give him a new story. Yeah, it's 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 to do with the in uh, Kevin McClory. Uh, Ian Fleming and the producers, basically, where I believe Kevin McClory um, kind of had some He's kind of writing. He, he co-wrote the script for Thunderball with Ian Fleming. Okay, and then he sued Eon Productions to get the rights to that, as well as the rights to Spectre and Blofeld, which is why uh, at some point Blofeld gets killed off and Spectre stops showing up at, for like 20 years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, isn't that, isn't that, isn't that in from, for, for Your Eyes Only? They basically, the opening sequence of Your Eyes Only were, yeah. is, is basically Blofeld. They don't mention him, but they're just like, okay, we're just going to get rid of him and then, yeah, as you say. <laughs> so anticlimactic. He just dies in the beginning Could sequence. Could be any centrist yeah. In, yeah. in Britain, like just yeah. some bald yeah. guy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like uh, yeah, should we talk about Never Say Never Again now, or when we get to the eighties? Would it? Should... Yeah, I'd say probably get it out of the way. Um, okay. it, yeah, it's it, again Sean Connery. It's it, it has directed by Irving <laughs> Kirshner. Uh, oh wait, hang on, I've forgotten what he's done. Is 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 he like? <laughs> No, he's the guy you go else. to if you need a sequel to your film. Basically, <laughs> he's the guy you go to if you need to make a sequel to a popular, like a popular film. So he yeah. did, he did the uh, Empire Strikes Back, RoboCop two. Mm. Um, uh, so he, I guess, he was like the safe choice to go for in in uh, to direct this. <laughs> the return of a ma- of a man called Horse. For all of you out there who who uh, we were huge fans of the nineteen seventy film, a man called Horse. All the a man called Horse <laughs> heads out there. Uh, this this man, Irvin Kirshner, has you covered. He he's got he's got your needs yeah, yeah. addressed. Sir John Morgan was an English nobleman with an American Indian soul. And across 5,000 miles and 10 years of time, he felt the agony of his adopted people. And he knew he had to go back. The man called Horse returned to the wilderness. And I, and I would I would also highly recommend people actually watch Robocop 2 as well. I'm not even saying that ironically. It is, it is worth watching. It, it doesn't have the pointedness of the first one, but it is... There are some there's some very funny stuff in that movie. Okay, I've only seen the first yeah, same. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People people assume yeah that there's no point watching the second. Obviously, don't watch the third one. It is a piece of shit. <laughs> PG <laughs> Robocop movie. What's the point? But okay. but Robocop two is does deserve at least one viewing. Exactly. Uh, I mean, like people say, oh, what's the point of watching the return of a man called Horse? It can't possibly be as pointed uh, <laughs> as the original, a man called Horse. But if anything, you know, it's worth a watch. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I don't, I've never seen <laughs> but, that. Uh, returning to Never Say Never Again, I will say, I guess all I've got to really say about it is uh, less, well, less sexual assault by far than Thunderball. Uh, well, updated Bond for, for the modern era. <laughs> <laughs> the, the combat sequence at the end is really boring by comparison, just a normal sort of gunfight, basically. Uh, and yeah, I think that's pretty much all I have to say. On that. So it's not yeah, it... a gritty Bond film. Someone I, I kind of thought, oh, they're bringing back like an aging Bond, you know. Maybe they'll kind of have him. He's like, he's like complaining about his back, like in uh... the late Eastwood <laughs> films or whatever. Like he's he's kind of like the world. He doesn't recognize the world anymore. He's out of place. He's bit embittered you know well there are some references at the beginning to him being older and like because they, they say he's been spending like I don't know how long a few years training recruits instead of actual service All right. so they send him off to a health farm to try to get him ready to <laughs> just go wanna, just where, want, want... where he kills somebody by throwing his piss in their <laughs> eyes it's incredible. What has he been drinking? <laughs> what is in his piss? <laughs> to be fair, they fall backwards into some spiky oh, objects, okay. and that's what technically kills them. It's not them, just like but... their faces melt like Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> they react like it was acid. They're like, ah! ah my well, how eyes! would you like it? Someone put a spraying piss in your face. Um, well, anyway, um, yeah, so. Can I, before we move on, can I just say, can I just say. That Rowan Atkinson plays a character in it called yes. Nigel <laughs> Nigel Small Fawcett. Wow. <laughs> oh, 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 and Bond doesn't play poker or blackjack or anything. He plays goddamn 1980s video games against the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that sounds awful. Um, he plays like asteroids, but for money yeah. <laughs> like well the idea that like at the start of the film I can see why it, it, it's the case in this particular film because obviously Connery had been away from a character for so long but like the trope that Bond uh, is just like he's had enough of this shit and he's like uh, he's like either completely quit MI5 or like um Wait, it is MI5, not M- MI6. No, it's MI6, isn't it? Yeah, yeah MI- sorry. MI5 just spend their time spying on trade unions and shit. Um, like, uh, yeah, no, he... Um, yeah, so he's, he's like... He's always, like, quitting MI6 or getting fired from MI6 or just, like, taking off active duty and suspended. This happens in, like... Would you say the majority of James Bond films? <laughs> It's at least 50 yeah. yeah. Like, at the start, they'll have to, like, go and find him again. He's like, I gave up that life. My life is with these children now. They run by, like, fuck you, MacGruber. <laughs> 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 um, My job is drinking now full time. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, yeah, but, oh, they, they will just, like, in various films, like, they'll ju- he'll just be in some, like, far-flung country just getting drunk. He'll be, like, at, a, at some kind of, like... In the Craig one, where he's like playing the game where you have to drink a shot with a scorpion in it or something, before the scorpion crawls onto your face, he'll be doing that shit. Or he's just like a, a cockfight or something, like in Eastbound and Down season two when Danny McBride um, has just gone off to Mexico and become a cockfighter. It's just that's the kind of thing that Bond does at the start of a movie, you know. 
exactly. <laughs> it is, it is. Uh, there, there's one uh, Connery film I don't think we've talked about at all. That's You Only Live Twice. Uh, this one yes. I have seen, um, written by Roald Dahl. Um, yeah. yeah. Implies that Spectre, uh, in other films, a kind of all-powerful organisation, uh, are actually working for the Chinese. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> well, that's a very different message to uh, I completely am forgetting the difference between all the terrible Piers Brosnan films, but there's one of them which is just a touching <laughs> The World uh Tomorrow Never Tomorrow Dies. Tomorrow Never Dies is a touching ode to British Chinese collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. It's saying we need to Im- improve Sino British. Uh, but yeah, you only live twice is the one where I- I- in plot uh, Sean Connery has to get yellowed up to go undercover. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and they put these ridiculous fake eyelids and on him. And people try to tell you Roald Dahl was a racist. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> people try to tell you James Bond is a racist. Uh, and of course, Donald Pleasance plays Blofeld. Blofeld finally reveals himself. Bl- yes. Yeah. yeah, that's the first time we see his face. Wow. And it also has some very good uh, aerial combat yeah, I was thinking about characters. that. No, right. I mean, Roald Dahl did write a pretty fun script for that film. I think there's some like it. It does seem a bit like wackier and more colourful than certain Bond films. And I'm not just talking about the yellow face and the colour regard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I rate you only live twice. It's definitely got its problems in various ways, but I, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, man. Um, so. I mean, sorry, there is actually another Connery film, but, uh, (laughs) you know, not counting uh, Never Say Never Again, but it's uh, that the sequence is interrupted by a new Bond, George Lazenby. The Australian. The Australian Bond. (laughs) It's like, all right, mate, (laughs) that that, that Blofeld, he's a bit of a cant, isn't he? (laughs) He basically broke his way into the offices of uh, Cubby Broccoli and basically kind of just blagged his way into the role or, or, or has he puts it basically that's how that's the story then, according to him yeah and then his agent convinced him to drop the character and be, uh, do hippie exploitation films because that was the future <laughs> That's so funny. He's like, yeah, dude, no, I was tr- trust me, man. I, last night I went to see Easy Rider, and it was the tightest thing you're ever going to see, dude. I hear Dennis Hopper has this new movie called The Last Movie. It's going to be an even bigger smash. <laughs> uh, yeah. There was a good docu- docudrama about Lazenby called Becoming Bond, which which I quite enjoyed. Oh. I've not seen it. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it's good. I watched it on Amazon Prime. I was very blitzed. I can't tell you much about it, but it's one of those <laughs> fun kind of like industry satire kind of bio. It's like one of the wacky biographies, you know, like the one that was on Netflix a couple of years ago about the National Lampoon guy. You know, it's hard to, it's hard oh, to just yeah. do a straight biopic now because Walk Hard has fucked it up for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I I watched it on Her Majesty's Secret Service in preparation for this episode. I don't have much to say, but I quite enjoyed it. Starts with some oh, good, yeah. Yeah. you know. If it, look, Australians may not naturally have that 
Bondian suaveness, although Lazenby certainly looks the part. Um, but he's good, you know, Australians know how to uh, drink heavily and get into fights. Uh, <laughs> and there's a great, you know, kind of punch up right at the start of that film. His beach. punches are great in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> One part that does uh, get a lot of shit is uh, there's like a good half hour of the movie where uh george lazenby is overdubbed while he's in character <laughs> he's undercover as somebody else there's a great line there's a great line isn't it i think that this um he's at this dinner with uh kind of like the all these women this kind of like this institute and he's putting on this voice as you say i and one of the women takes out i think it's like a bit of lipstick and writes something on his leg and he's, he's wearing a kilt at the time and yeah. i think it's um the the uh, the 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 woman who's kind of the head of that group says, "Is everything quite all right, Sir Henry?" And he just goes, "Just a slight stiffness coming on." <laughs> Classic <laughs> and, and it cuts to a shot of of the woman at the top of the table, and then you hear like an overdubbed line where it goes in the shoulder. So obviously the censors had like caught onto it, and it's like, "Yeah, you've got to put in a line here where it's not obvious that you've got an erection." <laughs> 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 I'm just looking at Lazenby. Yeah, I, I like the movie though. It's it's sorry, it's it's, it's 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 no. hey, hey, it's one of the be- it's one of the best looking. It's a little more subdued, time. isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's good. Still got Very some well good shot. action sequences, but not really too over the top. And and a yeah, lot of the focus yeah. is on like the characters, I think, rather than the plot uh, of yeah. the, the Bond evil. doesn't win either. It's got a pretty dark ending. It's yeah, it, it does. Way. What, what, what is it he says we've got we've got all the time in the world which comes back in no time to die it does yeah yeah, yeah. and and i think that's referenced as well in is it golden eye as a, a callback right at the start of no time to die the most recent bond film to uh, the scene where he's like driving around the alps with uh, some beautiful woman and uh, she's like oh could you drive less quickly please james uh, that sounds german uh, yeah <laughs> could you drive less quickly please james she spoke like that uh, like i i don't know uh, never mind anyway in that <laughs> she, she just asked him to <laughs> slow down basically and he's like no uh, and then and then in the new one he is no she asks him to drive quicker. Leah Sadu's character asks him to drive quicker and Bond this time doesn't want to go quicker and he says, we have all the time in the world. So yes, that's well, that's how it went. Sorry, I fucked that up. Yeah, uh, well, well put. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, thank you. Eventually, <laughs> yeah. you got it. Yeah. Uh, Lazenby was apparently offered um, the next two Bond films, uh, where there'd be a changeover of Bonds, and also Never Say Never Again, but turned all of them down, mm. as well as the excellent uh, Sergio Leone Western Duck You Sucker, aka A Fistful of Dynamite. Yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever seen anything else with Lazenby in. Uh, have you? Uh, no, I haven't actually. I was just looking, I was going to say, <laughs> I've been looking at his career, and fucking hell, he really fucked everything up by not doing a couple more Bond films. Like, really, uh, you know, I mean, Kentucky Fried movie, uh, 
worked with the auteur director and child murderer John Landis on that one. Um, he did a film called Stoner, aka The Shrine of Ultimate Bliss, aka A Man Called Stoner, and aka Hong Kong Hitman in Hong Kong. Um, and a fil- he also wrote and executive produced a film called Universal Soldier, named after the Buffy St. Marie song. Um, that looks kind of interesting. Uh, he plays a mercenary who comes out of retirement to take part in the overthrow of an African dictator. Wait, with, oh. what? With Jermaine Greer? <laughs> what? <laughs> Jermaine Greer has an acting role in that film, apparently. I also think, but just before we move on, I could be wrong. I'm, I'm re- misremembering my trivia because it's so trivial. But uh, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, I believe, has the last theme song without any lyrics okay in the series yeah interesting oh he also did lazenby did a cult classic film by peter bogdanovich called saint jack about a guy who owns a brothel um and yeah no not really (laughs) not a very prestigious uh a lot of hong kong films some italian films really the path of a struggling actor you know going to italy going to hong kong yeah um (laughs) <laughs> yeah, anyway, let's move on. All right, the last Sean Connery film then. Diamonds, Diamonds are, forever. are Forever. I love this one. Great Kanye West song sampled. Uh, samples this theme. <laughs> yeah. And I quite like the original song as well. It's, Pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is the one where it's mostly in Vegas and it's got really like mob vibes going on throughout. Yes. And it's also, until the Daniel Craig films, it's probably the closest thing you get to a true sequel in the series uh, where it's all about Bond trying to get back at Blofeld for murdering his wife. I don't know that they explicitly mention it, but it's pretty obvious from all the context. Which film does Blofeld murder his wife in? Sorry? Uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service at the Whoa. end with the We've Got All the Time in the World, Blofeld comes up and shoots Oh yeah, her. of course. Wait, so they so so it they they explicitly follow up uh that film but with a different bond. <laughs> That's so yeah. confusing. <laughs> I think the opening. He, I think the opening of Diamonds of Forever. He kind of he visits the grave of um, Tracy Bond and stuff, and that kind of yeah. So there Tracy is Bond. there there is direct... AKA James Bond in the nineteen sixty seven Casino Royale. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. No, that that that. <clears throat> so they didn't try and reboot it in uh, seventy one then. No, really. Until until Daniel Craig, there wasn't really much of an explicit effort to reboot. Like it, it sometimes felt like it was a reboot, but they mostly just didn't mention the change in actors. And, and they like, just went, except for at the beginning of On Her Majesty's Secret Service, Lazenby does have a little quip, doesn't he? Where it's like uh, that would never have happened to the other. Oh guy. yeah, other yeah. fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But generally speaking, yeah, they kind of just fuck it. The, the audience won't care. No, you know? no, you're you're right. Stop right there. Who are you? Dr. Tynan sent us. Why didn't he come himself? He was taken sick. Bitten by the bug. He sent this for you. God had wanted man to fly, he would have given him wings, Mr. Kid.
Diamonds are forever They are all I need to please me They can stimulate to tease me They won't leave in the night I've no fear that they might desert me Diamonds are forever up and then caress it touch it stroke it and undress it i can see every part nothing hides in the heart to hurt me i don't need love for what good will love do me Diamonds linger Men are mere mortals too 